What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
from Grundahl. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. The races, or even in between races, were you looking at like overalls and points and where other guys were, or were you just doing laps? No, absolutely. I, I think it's crazy when people talk, or you get in a championship scenario, or you get in a, a scenario where people have to race, oh, I didn't know I needed to pass that guy. I'm like, that's the, you've got to be smarter than that. So, yeah, absolutely. After the second one, we were sitting third overall. We had a couple points on uh, JG and a couple on Anderson. Um, so I was doing some math for sure in my head uh, the last few laps of that last main. I didn't know where Seeley was. That was the only thing. I didn't know right. if he had fell. I didn't know if he was 12th or if he's right behind me. I really didn't right. know. So, And I actually thought it was him in fourth for a while, but it ended up being Kenny. So, yeah, a little bit of a bummer to miss the podium, but um, overall I think a great night, a night that we don't want to hang our heads on for sure, step in the right direction, seven six and now four so um going to a place that i've always loved and um phoenix uh, typically they have a, a build a good track and so i'm excited that the year's going going well off to a good start and just got to keep it rolling is there stuff you can identify like you led a little bit the first one cole got by and you stay close is there stuff you can identify like i'm gonna work on xyz and that might be the difference being third fourth and, and winning um i think a technical track would help me a lot yeah. for sure yeah. typically tracks like this uh, I don't really excel on because there's nothing really to separate right. and, um, but no, no not one thing in, in particular I mean I've I ride with Cole quite a bit during the week and there's days that I'm right on on pace and right um, so yeah just just keep building my my confidence and um, not really going to change anything on the bike. The bike is, is great, and that's a good place to be in. When you know the bike so well, you can go to uh, uh, any track and really know what it's going to do. That's, that's a good spot to be. So that's, that's the main thing is just keep bringing it and keep getting good starts. Okay. Is there a confidence that gets boosted when you get to the, that start that you were hoping, you, that you know that you need to get, and when you get up there and now you know you can, you can you actually stay on that pace? Um, I think... The main thing is just you're kind of like you sigh, you take a deep breath, and you're like, oh, sweet, I got a good start. Now I can yeah. ride like I know how to ride. Because mm-hmm. if you start 7th or 10th, it's it's just survival. You Sometimes you can't jump the triple, and then you can't take the lines you want to do. So when you get a good start, you can race from from the first lap. And um, and that's that's huge when you can, when you can do that because it's pretty much how you practice. If you practice with other guys, typically it's one or two guys and, and – um, you know, you're not really fully battling. Like when Celie and I ride together, you know, we sometimes stagger. He starts first, mm-hmm. or I start first, and so you're not really battling. So you just can really ride like you practice and take the lines you want and get creative with with the track. And I always call it just detail on the track. Just hit your marks uh, and and ride like you know how to ride. So it's really you're just 
you, you hope to get a good start. You visualize it. You do all the things you can, but there's 21 other guys doing the same thing that are all good starters. So um, it's nice to be able to get three good starts. I, I nailed all three of them. That's, that's, um, that was huge tonight for me. Um, was it difficult at all to wick up the intensity that early in the night program? But I guess you were out there with some clean air, so it wasn't as aggro for a guy like yourself. It was still tough because the track is so fresh. I mean, you can just sky's the limit, and everyone's just pinning it, and everyone knows it's short. Yeah. The whoops are brand new. The turns are brand new. So the speeds are just so high, especially on a track like this where where the you know it was fairly easy. So the, just the speeds were 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 super high um, on, a, on a little bit slower track where the whoops may be a little bit bigger. I think it could slow things down and separate guys. But with everyone going so fast, um, like I heard maybe first to 14th or something in practice was one second. So as a fan, it would be awesome. I think the fans probably really enjoyed enjoyed it tonight. And even as a racer, I thought it was really cool to mix it up and throw something a little bit different at us. Uh, yesterday, I went took a picture of the whoops. They looked huge, and then by the end of the night, it looks like I could have gone through them, uh, and I'm pretty shitty whoops. Um, what, does that kind of bum you out? Yeah, absolutely. They, I thought they built them great. They, they looked awesome yesterday. I came and watched press day, and they looked sweet, and then we walked the track, and they're Minuscule. just cut down. Yeah, it just looked like like yeah. 80 riders could skim them, yeah. no problem, and not sure why they they did that but um planning for tomorrow yeah i'm i'm not real sure it's just you know it's a bummer when we test so much and we spend so much money on development and suspension and all that and we're the best guys in the world you know i feel like we should be challenged on some some not even tough whoops just whoops that we have to think about yeah. rather than just sending it in there and mm-hmm. if you drop a front wheel it doesn't even matter yeah fair enough appreciate the time my friend thanks thanks for the time cool thank you cool. A2 post-race interviews here with the burner, Michael Byrne. I have a, I have a Chevy Trucks Kawasaki uh, at home, just so you're aware, uh, which we're not, we're talking KTMs now, but um, speak to the uh, preparation for this event. How do you speak to Blake and Dakota as far as how they should approach this? How do they wick their, their, um, their intensity up? that early in the evening program? Because what they're used to doing is getting into a qualifying position and worrying about uh, the main event. Uh, yeah, this weekend we worked on, uh, during the week we just worked on sprint stuff and yeah. keeping it short and sweet. And But the main thing for Blake and um, and for Dakota this week was just some technique stuff for Dakota and um, getting him a little bit more of that sprint speed. And then with Blake was just uh, with a lot of testing with the bike and just getting him more comfortable. And um, that's that's pretty much what we, what we were doing all week. So it seemed like it went in the right direction especially for Blake tonight his result was didn't show it on paper but he rode he rode really well and just had an unfortunate hay bale out in front of him that yeah. was in the track that took him down there, actually, yeah. which was fun <laughs> but uh, so th- this position is uh, I wouldn't say something new for you because you've been doing it for quite some time but you seem like a duck in water uh, doing it what exactly are all of your uh, responsibilities throughout the week and also on Saturdays uh, this year, my responsibilities are uh, just to be the team manager, so make sure everything's going, running smoothly with the team and the guys and the testing schedule and getting everyone to the races and the travel. And um, Yeah, then when I get to the races, it's, uh, you know, working with the guys and, uh, you know, the Dartfish program and 
just uh, doing whatever we can to improve. Is this uh, the type of uh, format that you would have enjoyed, enjoyed as, a, as, a, as a pro when you were racing? Uh, would, how would you have handled it as far as uh, your approach? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would have been pretty good at this format because I was always a really good starter in my yeah. whole career. So, uh, especially on a track like tonight, which was so easy, so easy and I so hard, like so hard to pass. You know, so starts were key, and yeah. um, when you did make the pass, you had to make it really stick. And fortunately, you know, Blake just kind of got held up that last moto, but right. the second moto, you know, after the hay bale, he was he was charging coming through. So. Yeah. I think he went from 17th or 18th up, you know, all the way up to 10th. So and that was a short one. So um, yeah, no, the format was fun. I think we could make it even more interesting instead of doing the Olympic point scoring per thing, like do actual full points per motor. Yeah. Which uh, was definitely could be some huge points. points. One thing I thought of. Sorry to interrupt you. The one thing I thought of was to award uh, an extra point for a win, or maybe an extra two points for a win, because I feel like Eli possibly could have kind of chased after Jason a little bit, but uh, there's there's nothing like Jason. Did, he didn't need to get Jason to win the overall, which kind of left him kind of sitting in limbo in second place there, not really doing much. Yeah, I mean, if it would have been a regular 26 points or the new point scoring, so you know, there, there would have been points. there. Yeah, there'd be three points up for grabs, you know, yeah. not not just one. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was awesome. You know, it was great that they tried something new, and yeah. um, you know, hopefully, we can build on it. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate the time. We'll get, let's get back to uh, wrapping things up. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one. Post race interviews here from A2 with uh, future plus thirty um, district twenty three champion. Twenty eight. <laughs> I know. Well, we're saying we're pretty much the same age, man. Eventually, we're gonna have to go back and race there one day. He'll be he'll be back at Staples uh, pretty soon. He, uh, he doesn't need an introduction, but this is radio. So, Ryan Dungey, how's it going? It's going. I uh, been fortunate enough to come out to some of these West Coast races and hang with the team, yeah. help the guys, and kind of see what it's like on the other side. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. Kind of learning a lot of new stuff, seeing things from a different angle. Yeah. But still trying to apply the things that I've learned in racing and to other areas in life. So it's been good. Um, do you assume any type of a mentor role to some of these guys uh, that are running under KTM as far as advice or if you see something? Uh, do you feel like you can chime in and help these guys? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I can for sure. But, you know, I'm going to respect their where they're at. I'm not going to – I don't want to overwhelm anybody or – get involved in something I shouldn't you know I guess I'm always here yeah. um, and if, if I can ever help anybody then I'm, I'm more opening and willing and yeah. um, you know the team they're pretty solid you know from a from the team aspect they got a lot of areas covered you know from the bike to the you name it and every every area so it's it's good to see they're pretty solid in that part and so I'm just kind of enjoying it learning and and it really, yeah. If it's just, even if it's just me being here for moral support for the guys, and yeah, you know that I, I really enjoy the heck out of that too, and encouraging them, and and um, you know, you know, trying to be behind them, and as they give it their best. Um, you would have experienced something similar to this as far as a, a like the a, the format with the the Monster Cup. It's something that you you did have success with um how would you approach a night like this is just like an open mind i'll take what's given to me and by the end of it's gonna settles out how it is or is it just like you're just focusing on sprinting and starts 
you know, I think tonight would have been if I could have put one importance on something and was, well, two things. Make sure you nail your starts. Yeah. Because they're, they're, we all knew from practice that there wasn't going to be a lot of time made up on the track or passing. We no. saw, and we saw that. Yeah. And two, I would say just no mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw a couple of guys get up front. They tucked the front, threw it away. Yeah. They're back in the pack. Now yeah. they're trying to make up this huge deficit. So those three races are definitely mixed things up a bit, but it was, I would just say, trying to be um, just consistent. Like at the Monster Cup, I mean, there was times I was six five two you know yeah. or or yeah or two six hands. two you know it ends up on the podium and you're like wow but that's just the the, in, the inconsistency of a race like this is just you know especially with the motos being different lengths and there's yeah. just so many different angles it, the ways it can go so a lot there's a lot more out of your control instead of having to do it one time in the main event you got to yeah. do three times execute in the main event so there's a lot more percentage of a chances for that that like, things could go wrong or that more on top of it you'd have to be so it, it really falls on a lot of the rider having to really um bring bring his best even more than a main event than a regular main event yeah fair enough uh last question for you uh marvin um an injury last last week regardless of what injury it is most most uh most of us weekend warriors would get injured on one weekend we wouldn't be back at the track the following weekend can you speak to riding on a fresh injury like that something that's not even quite yet close to being healed yeah those are tough i mean he just hurt his shoulder last week and in in um, houston so and you know, only he knows how yeah. much it hurts. And, but just and, as far as like riding on like that suit, well, like a, an ankle or uh, anything. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, those are those are the time where that's where like mental toughness plays a factor. Yeah. But dude, those are some of the most draining moments of just like you know it hurts. Yeah. You know you're gonna have to suck it up. Yeah. And giving it your best, you still want a good result. But yeah. there's just this nagging injury yeah. that just just it just wears the crap out of you. And, yeah. and so. I give him credit, you know. I mean, for sure, it's like from the way it sounded, it's a painful, uh, uh, painful deal. So for him to overcome, and, and he was second fastest in practice. He rode really good tonight. The third one he pulled off, I think, just because due to the shoulder pain yeah, and the he hurts. Very disappointed. Yeah, but 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 the first two motos, uh, uh, you know, the starts and stuff, he could have. But still, like I was, I was pretty impressed that he get, get, went out there. And you know, you can't be bummed. The guy went out and he gave it his best and that's what it resulted in and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so hey champ thanks for the time i know uh keeping you here but uh i really appreciate it and uh, we'll chat again soon Post-race interviews from here, and, and I'm too, uh, with Chase Sexton. Chase, uh, just a tick off the, the podium tonight, a pretty solid ride. You did some battling with uh, both your teammates and obviously the rest of the guys in the top five. Tell me about your night. Yeah, um, honestly, today was uh, pretty rough for me. I uh, ended up, I think I fell six times today, so um, it, was, it was rough. I was struggling with the bike a little bit. Um, the track was pretty marbly, so... I uh, made a few changes for that last main event and uh, got another hole shot and just kind of rode my race. I lighted for, I think, most of the race. Um, yeah, and I got passed by Adam and Joey in, in the same lap. So uh, just kind of got got in the flow and um, finished up third in the last one. So uh, it was nice to get back in the, on the podium in the last race. So, um, yeah, to end off a rough night, it was good. So. 
Um, the intensity was clearly up all three races. Um, that's something obviously like you're you're new to this obviously, so you don't you're kind of in the rut of of having to warm up to on these races. Did you find that that you had a little bit of an upper hand in there, and the fact that you're not kind of stuck in that that mode of at the beginning I'm just like go qualify and then I'll worry about going fast later. No, for sure. I think uh, everyone said how uh, intense these three races were, and it was uh, for sure gnarly. I was uh, I was struggling um, first two races. I I got the whole shot and then got passed by like three people. So uh, it's not normal. I usually I uh, rarely get passed. So um, yeah, it was it was different. So uh, I think the three races was definitely um, more intense, and it, it was fun for sure. Did you find that it was, um, like, the fatigue factor was at all ramped up in the fact that uh, just that much more intense racing? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, honestly, I think I got better as the night went on. Um, I kind of expected it. Uh, I feel like my endurance is really good. So, But, yeah, I don't think um, anyone got tired, really. I think uh, the last race was super intense, so it kind of showed that everyone still had the energy to go fast. And to be honest, I had no idea that, we were all that close. I was leading the race, and I was kind of, I was like, well, um, I was, I, honestly, at the beginning, I was just trying to see how many laps I could lead, and then uh, hit halfway, and I was like, man, I have a legit shot at winning this, so I made a little mistake and got a little tight, but it was uh, it was good racing, for sure. This this just in, uh, Chase, Sexton, Chase Sexton is in shape. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the time, bud. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entick-Knapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. The collectivexp.com, as well as the collective ex on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. 
Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you can have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with a viral brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag. For only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. And used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Post-race interviews here with none other than Yanni uh, from Finland. Yanni, your only uh, Supercross that you're attending this season. Uh, what were your thoughts from uh, from sunrise to sunset? Oh well, the day was really busy. First of all, about the racing, three three main events. Uh, the first one in 450 seems a little bit, uh, yeah, nothing basically happened. Yeah, no, no one passed anyone. But the two 
Two really last were really good. Of. No, true, true. But I think the last one was really good, and then the, I think the guys really need the time to get the move going. And everyone is going fast in the in the short final, so yeah. no one can pass anyone. Totally. Uh, where can people find more of your photos on Instagram? Where can they follow along? Maybe if they don't speak Finnish, but they can at least enjoy your photos. Yeah, xracing.fi yeah. uh, is the webpage and also in the same name in Instagram also. Perfect. I appreciate the time, my friend. Cool. Happy trails and happy uh, uh, safe flying back to Finland. Cool. Thanks, man. Cool. Big MX Post Race Interviews here with Jason Wigan. He's uh, agreed to this interview uh, sight on scene. Um, like one of the things I, I, that stuck out to me is that a lot of guys didn't know what to make out of that first main event or the second one, for that matter, as far as how to approach it. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, I think you could tell that people literally weren't sure what to expect because we all had these dumb theories. Yeah, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Yeah. A lot of times we have these theories and nothing yeah. materializes. I also had some riders asking me what the rules were this week. So <laughs> if they're going to you, they're yeah. way out in left field. I, totally. Um, but th- I thought there was a chance, actually, that it wouldn't be that different and it yeah. wouldn't change. It would just be like, take rounds two, three, and four, the same type of main event you'd see, yeah. and now you're just going to see it in one night. But no, that first main event was different. Totally. You saw Jason Anderson get the seventh place, and he couldn't really gain on the guys in front of him. Yeah. So we did learn that, yes, if you make it eight minutes and everyone is not worried about getting tired, they can all throw down, and everyone was about the same speed. Uh, and then when we got to the longer races guess what, Anderson ends up winning. So for sure, the shorter race does apparently lead to the potential of more winners. Uh, and it did. Um, I feel like this track was really, really simple. It was. Uh, it didn't challenge the guys overly, and the guys. Every, that's why everyone's their times were so close. Do you feel like the, knowing that the intensity was going to be up, the, the Dirtworks guys and whatnot kind of made a track that was going to be conducive to just not a lot of mistakes out there? I want to find someone in Dirtworks that can answer these questions. Because all we do is talk about these theories all the time of what they planned and Feld wants this and AMA wants that. Nobody knows. We're just guessing. These are just guesses. I'll give you Randy's number. But these are just guesses. But all we do is guess every week, but no one actually like knows. I don't know. It could have been that. The Anaheim 1 track wasn't that challenging, so maybe it's something about the layout of the stadium or the dirt they have to work with. I don't know. I don't know. We're just guessing. Fair enough. Yeah. I like to guess. We all do. We guess on the tracks. The track, we talk about confidence. the riders, and then the track is about 50% of the conversation. Mm-hmm. We interview all the riders. We get all this info from the riders. The track, we just guess. No, we just guess. We've never interviewed a track. Not one time. Not one time has anyone interviewed a track. Just guessing. Yeah, yeah. so I have no idea why the track was like that. As a spectator, did you enjoy the three-mono format? Yeah, I really did. Uh, I would like to see it on a track that was a little bit better for passing. Yep. Um, when I'm learning more and more from talking to these guys is they want long rhythms. When you have a short straightaway, it's yeah. not enough well, that's distance. The, you mean the whip section, the section with three whips in it? Right there. Yeah, exactly. Those three turns right there up at the start, turns two, three, four, there was no way anyone could do anything. No. So I would like... Weird. Right. Last week we had super long rhythms, yeah. and it's like and if you wanted to make it happen, everywhere. yeah, if you wanted to make it happen, you could just scrub, 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 and get the guy. Yeah. So I'd like to see this chaotic format with that type of layout and see what we get. Well, let's keep doing your job. I guess it's part of it. I guess so. Big MX post-race interviews here with, uh, after Anaheim 2 with the team manager whose uh, rider had a podium today in a, in a Supercross uh, main event. Tony Alessi, tell me about it, my friend. MCR was on the podium tonight. Brad, it was actually two out of three podiums tonight. We, go. Got a yeah, sec- we got a second right. in the first one, 
We got a sixth in the second one with yeah. Justin Brayton, number right. 10. And in the last one, who was third. So that's two podiums. Two, podiums. two out of three podiums. We also had two hole shots tonight. We yeah. just embraced and hole shot the first moto. And yeah. Vince Fries, our, our rookie guy, got in there and hole shot the second moto. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think it was a good showing for our team tonight. Um, I believe that it shows that we're capable, you know? Totally. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw uh, uh, Justin get up there, like like MCR on the podium. That's a, that's a first. Uh, it was the first. It was the first moto there. Um, what were the feelings kind of like welled up inside you when you see the guy uh, riding so well and on the equipment that you've known for a long time is capable? Well, I noticed it right from the beginning today. Like from yeah. practice, I was like, "Wow, the vibe is here today." You know, there's a good vibe. Yeah. Everybody was in a good mood. Right. The bikes were working good. The riders were riding good. And it's just like you know you're going to be on the podium tonight. I mean, I had our guys prepared with everything, hats, drink bottles, all that, because I could feel it yeah. coming. And so, uh, you know what they say, what you think about is what you bring about. Totally. So it all kind of materialized, yeah. you know, pretty nicely. Awesome, man. And uh, I know that you've got uh, another rabbit you're pulling out of the hat for tomorrow at the uh, the amateur event. Um Carson Brown. Carson Carson Brown will be joining the team on the amateur side of things tomorrow uh, under the full rig. Tell me about that. Well, um, Carson Brown is someone that actually we have been interested in and in, in for quite a while, and the opportunity came up that we can help him. And uh, so we're excited to help him. Uh, we took him out practicing this week, and we're amazed at his ability, you know. And so uh, hopefully we can, you know, help him out in a similar fashion that we helped out McAdoo and we can do something with it. But, I mean, there's no guarantees. Like right now, we're just kind of testing the water, you know? Cool, man. Well, uh, congratulations on today. I was proud to see you guys go to where you did today with the two podiums and the whole shots. Uh, Keep it going, and uh, best luck the rest of the season. Thanks a lot, Brad. Appreciate it.